Hello, welcome to Business Life. Coming up in this edition, Economist reacts to claims that consistent downgrades of Ghana's economy by credit rating agencies have contributed to the country's current economic woes. Things have been largely fair, right? And therefore, it's very difficult to, to attribute bias to what they have done because my understanding is that these same rating agencies in the time past even under this current administration, have given us good ratings. Fitch Ratings described 6.6 .6 billion city loss by banks in 2022 as far lower than earlier anticipated. Also in this bulletin, energy strategist Dr. Yusuf Suleimana calls for clarity and transparency in the alleged deal where Tema Oil Refinery is being leased to a private company at $22 million. Something that is actually concrete and cogent, I think the policymaker will have to also accordingly come out and let us know that this is what the nation stands to benefit in this deal. Other than that, um, I'm, I'm, I think it, it is going to not, it's not going to bother well. And once transparency is eluded in this situation, we've lined up details of these and many others coming your way all in a moment. Please stay. Thanks so much for choosing us. I am Pius Kujo Baka. Straight to our very first story. The Ghana city could come under pressure this week following the unexpected increase in inflation and the probability of an interest rate hike by the U.S. Federal Reserves. That's according to a forecast by some currency analysts. There is more in the following report. The city lost marginal ground against the major trading currencies last week after the Ghana Statistical Scout Service announced an unexpected increase in inflation to 42.2%. It closed the week with a 0.85% loss against the U.S. dollar on the retail market, bringing it year-to-date loss to about 14%. This is despite an injection of $32 million by the Bank of Ghana into the spot market. This week, analysts expect an increase in demand for foreign exchange and limited foreign exchange interventions by the Bank of Ghana. However, failure by the city to stabilize against the dollar may push fuel prices up and consequently increase inflation. Meanwhile, Chief Economist at stand, uh, Second Stacks, Benjamin Boache, is projecting a hike in monetary policy rate by the Bank of Ghana following the forecast by some currency analysts. 
According to him, he expects the central bank to respond vigorously, although he believes an interest rate hike by the U.S. Federal Reserve will not impact the economy in the medium term. I thought that inflation ticked up 1%. to uh, pronounce a, an impact on the currency in the medium term. Uh, but in the short term, I think we've seen that uh, the, the city lost a little, a little bit of ground uh, last week. Uh, so it is probably priced in at this point. Inflation remains very high at 42.2%. And uh, what's particularly worrying about that is that the, the uptick was driven by food inflation and housing inflation. And, you know, the impact of this kind of inflation will be quite pronounced because, you know, people can easily opt out of these expenses, you know, food and housing. So I expect that it will put the government, uh, the economic management team, the government on alert. Uh, but I wouldn't expect anything to be done simply because of one single data point. Uh, we'll still need to wait and see for more data to come in and to view the trend, which until this month was actually getting better, at least directionally. To be honest, I don't know that we should have paused one of our headline stories, an economist and lecturer at the University of Ghana Business School, Professor Goffrey Bobkin, has reacted to claims that consistent downgrades of Ghana's economy by credit rating agencies have contributed to the country's current economic woes. This comes after President Ekufado criticized these rating agencies for unfairly and recklessly downgrading sovereign nations, particularly Ghana, during the COVID-19 pandemic and the Russian-Ukraine war. Speaking to Joy Business, Professor Gwafkwet Gwafkin urged the government to get work and improve on its indicators for macroeconomic stability. In this keynote address at the 30th annual general meeting of the African Exports and Import Bank, President Akufuado said the ratings from these agencies are not in the best interest of developing countries like Ghana. He said such ratings put undue pressure on African economies. And I can comfortably and convincingly say this. As the AU champion for African financial institutions and leader of a country, which recently had to deal with one of the most difficult periods in its post-independent history. Difficulties which were exacerbated by the reckless behavior of rating agencies that engaged... Professor Bokpin, speaking to Joy Business after the breakfast meeting, says he disagrees with these assertions by the president, explaining that these rating agencies did not kick out the country from the capital market, but instead Ghana lost it. I understand uh, the rating agencies. Uh, in the last one and a half years, uh, Ghana has suffered a number of downgrades. So to that extent, we say that, yes, the president is spot on, that we have been downgraded uh, quite seriously. But to, I do not agree with the president that um, they have been reckless with their rating because um, the methodology that they use is available for everyone to see. And, and if you use the same methodology or even you vary it, you will still come to the conclusion that uh, the ratings have been largely fair, right, and therefore it's very difficult to, to attribute bias 
to what they have done because my understanding is that these same rating agencies in the time past, even under this current administration, have given us good ratings. And on the back of that, we have gone to the capital markets to go and, and then borrow. And therefore, I'm not too sure that they will just change suddenly because they are anti-government or they are reckless. But we will not say that the rating agencies kicked us out of the market. The, the right way to put it is that Ghana lost market access. He also described Ghana's method in restoring debt sustainability as unnecessary. According to him, the move will rather impose hardship on Ghanaians. He stressed on the need for government to explore diverse ways of ensuring private sector growth to support the economy. We can call this. That's what I'm saying that there's a way to do a fiscal adjustment that preserves the cash flow of households and businesses. And we chose not to do that one. In fact, we could reach almost the same point in fiscal adjustment if we decided that we're going to adopt a lean government. You can even look at tax from two perspectives. Tax as an investment. So there are countries that lower their taxes as a way of promoting what? Businesses. So that when businesses grow, look, assuming we had like, if you go and check top 20 businesses in Africa, top 50 businesses in Africa, you will not find Ghana in there. If we are looking for top 20 rich Africans, Ghana is missing. If, if, if you pick, so, so the point that I'm making is that the, the method we have chosen to restore their sustainability is going to impose unnecessary hardship. Okay. And, and, and we can avoid that. Now, government says it's expected to receive about $6.2 billion from its multilateral partners between 2023 and 2026. This, it says, will help in economic growth. For Joy Business, James Ishen. Meanwhile, Executive Director of the Africa Center for Energy Policy, Benjamin Boache, has questioned the viability of Ghana's procurement processes, indicating it is characterized by fraud. According to him, this has led to the misappropriation of funds and consequently affected the country's economic growth and development. The biggest crime of our country is our procurement system, where consistently it has been reviewed and we know that corruption is so massive in our procurement system. And we have tracked it. It will be difficult for you to find any government contract above $1 million go through competitive tender in this country. It is so sourced. And not just because you go on the shelf and you can see $1 million and government also went for it for $1 million, which you wouldn't have problem with. You will see $1 million thing on the shelf and the government will go for it for $10 million and it will still be so sourced. Go through the numbers. We all have to be interested. The chairs that government procure, how much do they buy them? We all go to the market. The basic things that government procure, ten five times more than what you can buy on the shelf. But we watch them happen, and then they crystallize into debt, and they have the power of the states to pass laws, to tax you more, and we are watching. So we can no longer be that kind of citizens hoping to adjust in difficult times. But we need to get the government to do the heavy lifting. 
Now, ratings agency Fitch says banks in Ghana would have recorded huge losses in 2022 if a flexible treatment had been applied to the net present value calculation. According to the UK-based firm, the intervention by the bank, uh, the Ghana Association of Banks helped to reduce the expected losses of the financial institutions. Now, banks recorded about 6.6 billion cities net losses last year after several billions of cities were written off as bad debt due to the domestic debt exchange program. Speaking at a webinar on the takeaways from the restructuring for sovereigns and banks, Senior Director of Financial Institutions responsible for Europe, Middle East and Africa, Mahim Desanaki, said the Bank of Ghana did well with its forbearances measures. The extent to losses would have been much greater if there was a, um, there was a flexible treatment um, applied um, to the use of the discount rate when they calculated the NPV losses. So the Ghana um, accounting kind of bodies decided on a discount rate of a around 60 to 20 percent, and that reduced the NPV losses. But having said that, um, the NPV losses were about 50 percent, and that led to uh, loss, uh, net losses for the banks for uh, 2022, uh, and it had a capital impact. At the same time, the uh, Ghanaian authorities came up with forbearance measures. They reduced the minimum capital requirement, and they allowed the phase-in of these losses in the calculation of capital. Let's now talk energy, and organizations are asking for answers following reports that government intends to lease Dema oil refinery worth $700 million to a private company to rank to asset management at $22 million for six years. Now, the group, according to leaked documents, is allowed to refine 8 million barrels of oil a year by paying $1 million every year as rent. Energy strategist Dr. Yusuf Suleiman is, however, optimistic that this will um, change the fortunes of the sector. At the time, I, I also charged this particular release, you know, talking about these figures, with the investors having the, the chance to benefit like 700 million US dollars. Uh, on the surface or superficially, that would have been a problem. As long as the refinery is going to run and run efficiently, and there will be value for that, it's better than the refinery's lying down. However, I mean, if a deal of such nature, of that mammoth nature, in, in terms of quantum and in terms of the stakes that are involved, and we don't hear anything, you know, from the context of the government, the stakeholders that are involved, that is worrying. And that brings a lot of uncertainties and transparency issues. So, so yes, like I mentioned, you're right there. If it's a deal of such nature, then we don't have communication coming out. Whoever is in charge of the deal, who are, who are the people behind town, you know, to champion this deal. Of course, there's a possibility that people feed in. There going to be a lot of, uh, you know, conspiracy theories that that will feed in. And so, if there's nothing to hide, I think it's beautiful. Let them come out and tell all stakeholders that who are the people behind the deal. This is what they have to offer. These are the timelines. Other than that, anything short of this, especially after the time this leak came out with social media, and we haven't had anybody coming out to either confirm it or deny it. And that's so worrying. Uh, that if, if nothing is done, if there's nothing like that happening, I think the government can come out and say this deal, what is what is on social media is uh, we should discard it. And if there's something that is actually concrete and cogent, I think the policymaker will have to also accordingly come out and let us know that this is what the nation stands to benefit.
in this thing. Other than that, um, I'm, I'm, I think it, it is going to not going to bother well. And once transparency is eluded in this situation, uh, it, will, it, it, it will not be good for the entire you know, efficiency of the deal. Of course, we do have indirect inefficiencies that are in tour, you know, that we need to debutton it, that we need to remove. Then, but I think that is a, 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 a minor of the issue that toy is facing. The major issue that toy is facing is the external interference. The unsolicited inter external interference by political actors of the day. I think that has been the bane of toy. If you notice over the last few years, a, a company, a critical asset like a refiner that is not running, and we managed to take over five managing directors directly. That is not acceptable. You're still watching Business Life with me, Pius Kojo Baka. We've got more after this breather. You will enjoy free life insurance, oh. free debit card, save while you spend, and an amazing chance to double your salary. A whole seven, oh. and even more consolation rewards in the EcoBank Double Salary Promo Reloaded. Vimo, this EcoBank salary account sounds interesting. What do you think? Yeah, but maybe next time, Charlie. You know what? I'd go shine my shoe. Hey. Yo, myself, I'd go check my BP. We going up, never go down, and we stay flat. Open an EcoBank salary account today for a lifetime of benefits. You also stand a chance to win more than double your salary in the EcoBank Double Salary Promo Reloaded from now till July 31st. Terms and conditions apply. Even the builders of his house and sellers of his cars give him a percentage for every contract he brings. My opponent sits here and turns against the motion for once having for making money legally. Wrong! The biggest debate competition in Ghana is back. Which side do you represent? For or against the motion? Stay glued to your superstation Love 99.5 FM, Joy Learning and Joy Prime as we bring to you the biggest stage where schools in Ashanti show their prowess through debate. Rally behind your alma mater to glory as gallant young men and women from the various senior high schools in Ashanti elucidate their stance on matters of national interest. Venue is the Christian Service University College. Catch us live on Love 99.5 FM on Facebook at Love 99.5 FM, Joy Learning and Joy Prime, 2 p.m. each day. The Love FM High School's debate, trumpeting the voice of young ones on issues of national interest. This event is brought to you by your superstation, Love 99.5 FM, the Ashanti Regional SRC and the Regional Directorate of Ghana Education Service Ashanti and CHAS. This program is in partnership with Pepsodent. Rasta Chocomold from Twilliam Industries, Christian Service University College, Jackson Educational Complex, Cowbell, Madam Catherine, Freital and Fortune Rise from Wilma, and sponsored by Zest Consult, Pidato Company Limited, CBS Industries, Top Choco, Ultimate Fashions, Flora Tissues, supported by
Chef is back. A new addition with a new twist, new recipes, a new style, new delicious plates, and new critics. This is Big Chef Tertiary. It's a battle of Ghana's tertiary schools with the best chefs with the sharpest knife. Make a date Sunday, 25th of June, 2023 at 5pm as we outstore the schools representing your region at the launch of the mating edition of Big Chef Tertiary. still watching business life the consumer protection agency has vowed to ensure the consumer bill is passed before the end of the year according to the agency consumers have been shortchanged for far too long hence the need to speed up processes for the smooth passage of the bill to protect and ensure the safety of consumers here is more from a consumer forum on the passage of the consumer bill speaking at a consumer forum on the passage of the consumer bill Chief Executive of the Consumer Protection Agency, Kofi Capito, expressed hope the bill will be passed by the end of the year. It's the trade ministry that should facilitate this. The Attorney General will only put the law together and then Parliament will debate on it and pass. So we have to start from the Ministry of Trade. Yes, I've engaged them. Like I said, the caretaker minister even was in Parliament with to 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 promote the passage of the bill. If you have a minister on the floor of Parliament saying that it gives you hope that it's very possible that the bill will be passed. But uh, on the other hand, we should ask our parliamentarians because they are there for us. If the law is good for us, we should ask them how come pushing for the bill to pass. So basically, uh, hopefully uh, before the end of the year, Head of Financial Stability at the Bank of Ghana, Dr. Joseph Franz, called for the exemption of financial service products from the bill since the central bank already has system to protect consumers in the financial sector. The practicality of taking dollar, taking pound, taking uh, naira, taking and will be, will be too much for the central bank to facilitate. 
So, and uh, it, it opens, it vents the system also for the same stability issues that I'm talking about. So it's, it's better uh, some of these things are addressed at that level. Um, if, if it's escalated and uh, it assumes uh, uh, a proportion that will affect the stability of the financial system, yes, there's a central bank on his part, West Africa Regional Director of Cats International, Api Akusi Adumaku, called on the Ministry of Trade and Industry, Attorney General and Cabinet to fast-track processes for the speedy passage of the bill. The bill emanates from the Executive Ministry of Trade. It goes to Cabinet and AG. And this triangle is where the clog is. Until we're able to get over the clog and get to Parliament, the MPs will be very happy because we've met the MPs on many occasions and they say that, look, if the bill, come, if the bill comes in any form, they will pass it. The objective of the Consumer Bill is to protect, secure and defend the rights of consumers through a structured institutional mechanism and legal framework. Now, a senior lecturer at the Department of Economics at the University of Ghana, Dr. Priscilla Chundesibafuo, has indicated that the COVID-19 levy has become a significant source of revenue for the country. Hence, it will be difficult for the government to strike it out of the media budget review. Now, the business community has questioned the relevance of the COVID-19 levy following the declaration by the World Health Organization that COVID-19 is no more a pandemic. However, speaking in an interview on the AM show, Dr. Chumisi Bafo believes um, an aggressive collection of taxes must be, uh, must be the way to go. That government introduced a COVID levy and now um, uh, they are appealing to us to bear with them because essentially when the levy is taken out, it creates a huge hole in government budgets. Where are they going to find resources to fill it? And I am not suggesting that it should stay. If you look at the trajectory of taxation, the more government succeeds in introducing a tax handle, it's very difficult for them to remove it. Best. I mean, government succeeds in introducing a tax handle, it's very difficult for them to remove it. Best. I mean, because they pleaded with the NCA to allow those agents to use the old system of registering SIM cards. So when somebody goes to them to register a new SIM card, they use the old system of SIM registration to then register the person and activate the number before they, they tell that, uh, 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 that SIM owner to go and do the, the, the current process. But then instead of doing that, they don't let the people go and do the, 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 go through the current process. Then they link other people's Ghana cards to the SIM that has been registered with the old system. Okay, so that's why we are having so many problems of people having their uh, uh, bank account linked to six, six cards, seven cards, all these things. On. So once it comes in, you would find that at best, um, I'm sure I would not be surprised if, uh, I mean, a, a name is given to the COVID levy. We are not generating. What was the importance of it and how does it benefit the bank and your customers? Look, it is critical that, um, you know, traditionally when payments are being made, the switching goes to dollars and then back to local currency again. So with this system, what it will facilitate is the critical payments that go directly from one country to another so that Africans, African countries can trade amongst themselves without the need to go through the dollar leg at all. So this will facilitate more intracontinental trade amongst the African countries.
I know some other banks are also uh, doing this. Uh, what makes yours exceptional, uh, and what will attract should attract customers to come to your side and not the other banks? So, Standard Bank, uh, we are part of the Standard Bank of South Africa Group. We are present across the continent in 20 countries, and so we have the ability to deal and, and service all our clients in all of these countries through this Pan-African payment system. So we believe that you know, as soon as our clients come to us, uh, they will see the benefits of our presence across the continent in different countries. I said for Business Life, I am Pius Kujubaka. stories. The UN says the number of people who fled Sudan has reached more than half a million, with two million others internally displaced. Many of those leaving the country are now in Egypt, but life there for many is proving to be a struggle. As President Tinubu removes all Nigeria's security chiefs, what are his plans for tackling the country's deep-rooted problems of terrorism and insurgency? Also in the program, early results are coming in from Mali following its referendum on a new constitution. We examine how it will map out the process of returning the country to democratic civilian rule. <laughs> 